Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, everybody. Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. How are you? Happy Thursday. Another week, another day, another podcast. Super pumped about today's episode. Jubal Flag is our guest today, host of Jubal and Brooke in the Morning, moving 92.5, the top morning radio show in Seattle, my hometown. Uh, Jubal is also a hilarious comedian. Uh, you can see him touring the country. Uh, all his uh, stand-up tour dates at t- teamjubal.com, J-U-B-A-L. Uh, he is... Uh, He's a great dude, a fascinating dude. I've known him, I think, for a, a good chunk. I mean, I've been listening to him for a long time on uh, on 92.5, hosting the Jubal and Brooks show. Hilarious on there, but his journey into radio and comedy is just another one of those fascinating, like, hardworking tales of, hey, man, you want some, you fucking got to figure it out and go get it. And uh, and Jubal's done that, and now he's he's killing the game in, in stand-up and uh, and radio still so um uh and just a, a hilarious episode just you know when you have a guy on that does radio and stand-up it's like you know you you can't have a shitty conversation so uh jubal really brought it you guys are gonna love this one uh follow jubal on twitter at jubal flag j-u-b-a-l-f-l-a-g-g and of course it's tour dates at teamjubal.com uh, follow me on twitter at adam ray comedy at funny brad at alien podcast alien podcast on instagram adam ray comedy on instagram Oh, shit. It's like a chopper right outside my place. Damn, can you hear that? It sounds like it's like right over my apartment. At first, I thought that was an earthquake because there was a quake last night here in L.A. But um, anyway, moving on. We're still here. We ain't dead. Um, follow uh, uh, me on Instagram at Adam Ray Comedy. Uh, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. AdamRayComedy.com for all my tour dates. Like I said, I'm in... Lake Tahoe. Did I say that? Maybe I didn't. I'm in Lake Tahoe at the Improv tonight through Saturday. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. At, uh, it's the Improv at Harvey's in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Tonight through Saturday. Sandy Dantel's with me. Avery Pearson. Going to be a blast. Come see us. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Brad Williams is in Hartford, Connecticut tonight through Sunday at the Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. Tonight through Sunday. Get your tickets at BradWilliamsComedy.com or FunnyBone.com. Yeah? About last night, podcast.com. Like I said... Coming at you Monday. New merch, new site. Can't wait. Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Comment and rate on the iTunes page. And email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Your favorite ALN moments, your highlights, your uh, where you get it, how you got into it. And again, we're going to start reading those on the pod once we get the new merch and site launched. And uh, have you uh, guys get some free merch from from your, your fan support. All right? Now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very, very funny Jubal Flag. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Brad Williams and Adam Ray. 
That's something that, as like, you forget about as a touring comic. You just, you're just like, oh, right. What, natural disasters? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, th- like, so you're going to Florida where they have Irma, which is about to hit. Right. And I just got back from Guam, which was the threat of nuclear war. Oh, yeah. That's bad, too. <laughs> all, right, yeah. all right. You win. Jesus. <laughs> well, no. You but almost like, died like, the stop, most. Stop complaining. <laughs> but, like, mine was a hypothetical, to be fair. It wasn't like he's launching on Tuesday. Right. Like, it's not like that. Yeah. What would, if there was more specific, uh, yeah, if, like, um, if Kim Jong un just flat out was like, listen, I want to see the season finale of Game of Thrones. How dare you and, not do the racist and, voice? Okay, <laughs> I'm trying because it's so unbred of you. Yeah, well, well, but, well, one day into married, you change. One day into marrying an Asian, that's what it is. Because <laughs> my wife is Chinese, uh, so I don't want to be like, oh, you see, you do look like a stupid American. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that, even though I just did. <laughs> so, I think there's uh, more, but it's almost like, you know, like I'll say in my act sometimes if I do like a uh, effeminate um, uh, gay man's voice, and then right, afterwards yeah. I go, it's okay, I can do that voice. I have two gay neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> and then but it's like and then that gets laughed because it's like well that doesn't mean that like, there's no, no way okay. but well, I feel like yeah for 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 me it's like it's okay I have it I I have a Chinese wife so she will punish me more than you can yeah right. like she, Does she she judge it uh, oh yeah yeah I, like if, if if I do it wrong that's the thing like right. if I'm close then it's like all right yeah, be in the dialect world yeah because if if I like do Chinese accent and I do that uh, so, something that sounds more Japanese and now I'm starting to learn this shit so like Japanese accent very authoritative that's Japanese a Japanese accent what's Chinese I can't do it <laughs> <laughs> can't or won't I uh, can't won't uh, I'm trying I'm trying uh, uh, listen, stay listen I'm a day and a half being married I would like to stay this day. yeah uh, I I would like to at least beat Kim Kardashian's record of what. What, 76 days what was that yeah, it, was like, it was something like that with humphreys yeah yeah with yeah with, yeah, with humphreys how, how much did you love um uh or do you love like covering those types of stories on morning radio um I, it's fun yeah right you know yeah. i mean those type of stories are fun the yes. regular gossip stuff whatever we don't really even do that much of it on our show but yeah. when something like that happens it's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. well when when bad things happen to bad people yeah that's just, always a good time. that's just that's it's just satisfying <laughs> yeah we, 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 yeah you don't want to hear that chris pratt and Anna Ferris broke up that's no, not yeah. that's like, not fun to cover everybody was like rooting for them yeah right? like, everybody liked them yeah. there were some people i saw post things like I don't even know what's real anymore. Like yeah. they were just like <laughs> my world is devastated. Yeah, because it's like, like people, you weren't on heroin, just two people that you don't know split up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would have been an amazing wrinkle to the story. Is like they were both strung out on heroin, <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like wow. It's like so. Yeah, all yeah, all that Guardian stuff. Mm-hmm. That that was Pratt's point of view. Yeah. So yeah. like when the Earth was being created by Kurt Russell or whatever, like that, like that. No, that's just what I was experiencing at that time. At that time, yeah, that's, that's what I saw in my head. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the the other thing that always uh, is amazing to me about morning radio is like, for for instance, like when something happens in the news, you're you're a comedy show. Yeah, your job yeah. is to be funny. That's what we do. I mean, that and that's like strictly all we do on my show yeah. is just try to be funny. You know, because other shows they try to be, you know, like heart wrenching and yeah, like, whatever. But we don't do that at all. You're so all comedy, all lighthearted, fun, all upbeat. The time. Yeah, yeah. We so don't when try there's to do else. yeah, so when there's like a, like a, a tragedy or like a school shooting or like something like that, are you just like, oh fuck? It's just like, you got to write really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it's tough because you like, you're like, shit, how do we? 
well, because, addresses. Yeah, because you have because you can't not. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh yeah, the the hurricane that's going on. We're just not going to talk. We're not going to talk about it at all. We'll just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, especially because I have like I uh, our show syndicated, so we're on in Florida, we're on in uh, Texas. That's amazing. You know, the show's so, been you've been doing it for how long? Uh, about six and a half, seven years, something like that. This show, but you've been in yeah. radio for for like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a long time. But and the show we're talking about is Brook and Jubal in the Morning, yeah. nine two five, yeah. which is the top morning show in Seattle. In Seattle, right? Seattle, yeah, dude, yeah. Come is. on, that's yeah. fucking incredible. Uh, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're on like thirty five stations now, so you kind of have to like, uh, like pay attention to everywhere. I was just gonna say, what? Right. How does that change the way you view the bits you're doing or what you're talking about? Right? You're like, well, now. We have a wider audience. Yeah. Well, we all. I kind of like wanted to build it for syndication, so we always kind of like did a broad thing. Plus, cool. yeah. You know, if you look at like your Facebook page, most people aren't talking about like a local political story or something. Yeah. They're all kind of talking about the same stuff. Yeah. So right. We do the content the same, but like, you know, I, I joke around with uh, with my crew every time because every time I go on vacation, there's always like there's something there's like a shooting. So I'll have to come in and like record oh. like extra stuff. And it sucks. It's not, it's not something to laugh about necessarily, yeah. but it's yeah. just like, it's like you have to pay attention to that. So it's like, uh, like the hurricane in, in Texas, you know, like I had yeah. to go in and make sure that I recorded stuff for that station out there and for all of our stations to like ask people to donate and stuff like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. So it, you kind of like got to be on call all the time. Wow. Yeah. And, and th- that's the thing is you can't like, like, cause if someone's just on in LA, if right. the Dodgers are doing what they're doing right now or something, you could talk about that. Yeah. Like, you can't be like, oh well, the Seahawks just got that dude from the Jets. It's gonna be awesome, yeah. like because you're on in all these different markets and it, like they they be like, I don't give a fuck about like who cares. Yeah, exactly. But, but it's kind of a, a challenge too because you get like stuff like that happens all the time in the cities that we're on. So it's like, okay, well, we have to do like custom stuff for that city for this city. And right. like, if you're we're based out of Seattle, so if you're in Seattle and the Seahawks are doing well, you gotta do something there and then also do more content. So it just like wow, doubles dude. the workload. But, but I mean, but doubles the uh, audience yeah. and hopefully the funds and, and everything. Exactly, and I mean, yeah. and the more, I mean, you know, and it's you know, this, the, the better than we do, but like the more, you know, ears you can get into, the better for just your for sure. job and everything. Yeah. Right? And then even for me, just doing stand up, you know. Yeah. To to the How has that changed? Um, it's changed because I've been able to tour more, you know, Fuck. which is cool because I can go to I can go to a market and spend like a couple of days there doing shows from their studios there, do like remotes or whatever, dude, appearances, and then do shows on the weekends. So you can go to Florida. You yeah, can go to I was Texas. just in West Palm. That's where you're going, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, the improv. Yeah, yeah, I was just there uh, a couple of weeks ago. Fuck so yeah, awesome. dude! It's dude, a that, great club, that, right? I love that club. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's attached to that Copper Blue, I think. Yeah, yep. and then there's a theater there. Wait, so when you're doing press, then if you're going in to do shows, are you just basically talking to yourself? Then? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Interview yourself. Yeah. Jubal Flag here uh, from nine two five. Uh, doing stand up. Jubal, yeah, really pumped to be here, me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. super excited. So tell me a little about yourself. You know, yeah, wow. yeah. you know, man. Like, <laughs> interview. Yeah, because yeah. um, in, in my very brief stint, like three and a half, the uh, four months in yeah. uh, morning radio, like I was, I wasn't getting booked in places because they're like, well, you can't do press because I had to do the show. Wow, yeah. Yeah, for like, so I would have Oh, wow. I don't know if you remember this, but Mm -hmm. I worked with you at the Parlor Live like... You ho- you the uh, week featured before. for me or Yeah, I think I was featuring for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like the week before you started. Yeah. Your my, radio gig. Yeah, my last real road gig. And I was like, well... <laughs> 
gonna miss this yeah, <laughs> yeah. what were you feeling i'm sure right you were knowing that your life and schedule well because i didn't know at that point that other that the clubs wouldn't book me i'd be like oh, i'm a big enough name right i've got one special at the time so i'm good yeah and then uh they were like no you're not like you have to come in to do press to do tv to do radio and at, at the time i couldn't do it so i'm curious how how you're able to navigate that it's tough you know because it's weird because like radio and there's like other stand-ups who do radio too sure and if they can't travel out to do like press and things like that like radio doesn't really want you to grow as a comic necessarily so they're like right you need to be in studio on this day all the time and you're like well can i just go and do the show from there on like a thursday yeah i'll be there friday through the weekend yeah and they they kind of fight against it so it's tough but at least because we're syndicated i have like that luxury to be able to go like I'm going to go to this market and do like a visit in that market and then do comedy in that market. Yeah, too, right. So. Yeah, and yeah, being as many markets you're in, yeah. It's, it, yeah, you're only doing one show, but it's the show that right. is on constantly. Yeah, so it is. They're, so they're a little more familiar with it. It is interesting how certain jobs, and I guess it, I, I understand it, but like want to be supportive, but to a point, you know, where yeah. they're like, yeah, like, go do your thing. It's so great you're doing that. And then like, but you know, like, but be here most of the time. Because this is, <laughs> yeah. like, when I was working at Universal Studios, and I remember, like, I started to, you know, you, you, you accumulate points. That's how you eventually get fired. Like, if you sit calls or um, just a, a no-call, no-show, uh, that's how you eventually, if you get 13 points, you get fired. And I started to get more road work with Bobby Lee. And so I would be like, I'm not going to turn down a week. This is what I'm trying to do. So yeah. I guess I'm going to have to, I couldn't get the shifts covered. So three days in a row, and it was like eight points. Boom. Just like that. And, um, and I remember my boss being like, I mean, you just keep calling in sick. And it's almost like you don't want to be here. And I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What, what about it's what Universal about, Right. It's like I'm not trying to die as the Wolverine at Universal. <laughs> I'm trying to go on the road and see what Kansas City's like and see yeah. if I can make them laugh. Yeah. I, that's a, I'm supporting the uh, it's you know, the dream. <laughs> I had a situation like that. I worked at California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. I was first like starting in radio and stand up at the same time, but like I was really getting into radio and I worked at Fox Sports Radio at the time here in LA in Sherman Oaks. And I was like going on the morning show just hanging out or whatever and so i would start calling in sick and trying to get people to cover my shift yeah at california pizza kitchen all the time and we had a restaurant ma- restaurant managers are the worst by the way <laughs> i mean dude they're just well because yeah they they're kind of like your universal studios boss where they just assume like no california pizza yeah. kitchen is the most important thing this is world. why you were born yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chaz. right here <laughs> yeah thai thai pizza is a real thing <laughs> and, and people want it and if you're not here how how are they gonna get it <laughs> who's gonna give it to them right? yeah yeah how's they gonna get a thai pizza <laughs> who's gonna get it <laughs> and the re- and restaurant managers yeah. always trip me up too because they make less money than the servers usually Right. That's wow. Why they, they're, That's why they're, they're so angry. Yeah. They don't make the money from tips. They don't make the money from tips, right. but they think they're like on some inside track to be a general manager one day and maybe make yeah. about as Is much that what as they're service. being told? So they're just <laughs> underpaid assholes. Yeah, they're underpaid a-holes the whole time. <laughs> so they're just angry and they're just, they just want the title of manager for right. their ego or whatever. Right, gotcha. Right, right. Uh, but wow. I kept having to call in and this dude, like I, I went in one day and I was like, hey, uh, I need to take off today. Like I got my shift covered. And it was like in front of everybody. It, like people there eating and he, he was like well it seems like you want to do this radio thing more than you want to do your server job here at california pizza kitchen i was like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I really That's, do i mean how do the people around respond they kind of like i was kind of looking like, yeah like what uh, yeah dude go yeah. do your shit man that's kind of like 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 what if your guy but it was like it seems like you want to go have that threesome with those two Playboy models uh, yeah. more than you want to go to my wife's baby shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, 
Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Is, exactly. Uh, that is exactly. Yeah. 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 You made that point exactly for me. I've been hanging out with those two Playboy models for a month now, <laughs> yeah. hoping that they would ask us to ha- ask you to do this. So yeah. But in a lot of time, I don't even know your baby's name. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take off. And he's like, well, fine. Then you're fired. And I was like, okay, cool. And then yeah. he turns around. And he's like, what? You can't. I, was like, <laughs> was, I didn't think you'd go for it. Yeah. You're like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it's like the guy who's like, you, like, fine, then I'm leaving. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'll, well, I'll, no. I'll do it. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. in the doorway. Great. Cool. Uh, I'm going to shut out. this door and never come never back. back. And guess what? When you hear yeah. the door go, then, then, then I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, get the fuck out. You know, I'll make the noise for you before you even close it. Go, 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 go. Get the fuck out. I'm leaving right yeah. now. Yeah. It was so look That's on his face. Like, that he's shocked. Believe. Yeah, he was so shocked. And then I like took off. I had my apron on. I took it off and like handed it to him. And he's like, "Are you really doing this?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. That's just fire, how good dude. does that feel?" By the way, because I've fantasized about like that yeah. type of an exit from a profession. Uh, like, it was awesome. I wish I could have been like when they fired me as Wolverine. I wish I could have ripped off the claws and dropped them like I was dropping the mic <laughs> yeah. at like a BET concert. You know what I'm saying? It oh, was absolutely. pretty great. It was it was a good feeling. And so then, but also that probably then propelled you into like, okay, shit. Well, now it is real. Like yeah. Now I have no excuse to not go for it. Now I have to do it. Yeah. And then this was. But it. I also was working at the Olive Garden too, so I can't. All right. Well, let's just fall. stop right there. Let's <laughs> put a pin in the radio career and talk about life at the OG. I was gonna get my carbs. It's, like, it's okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. I had them coming. How long did have you worked at the Olive Garden? Or I, did you? I, I worked there for like two or three years. Oh my God! Start just you know. I, Dear Diary is yeah. what I'm. A, <laughs> the Olive Garden was amazing. Was it? The Olive Garden. That makes me feel great yeah. because you hear about some of these, you know, behind the scenes stories of some of these establishments that, that you, you know, like if I heard Buca de Beppo was just like treated, like had child slave labor shit going on, <laughs> I'd be really bummed out. I'd be like, is that where all that family style ravioli comes from? <laughs> yeah, that's from? not olive oil. That's children's tears. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, Buca. No. Yeah, that's one of the kids' names. That's the, uh, wait, so uh, uh, what was that like? Uh, working at the Olive Garden was fun, man. It was cool. I actually enjoyed that. I, I worked at like restaurants all. That was your, I got yeah. There. You know, I worked at. You guys, you guys remember that Islands? Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. Islands Burgers. Yeah. So yeah. I worked at Islands and then Olive Garden at the same time, and then I had a third job, and that was CPK. Fuck, was all dude, you were this. grinding. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that mm. must. This must be so insane for you now, because when you're in the service industry, you're pretty much at the beck and call of like the customers, and and even if they're dumb, even they're dumbasses or they're oh, yeah. or they're dicks to you, you kind of you kind of just have to take it if if, if you want to keep the job. But now you're in world stand up and radio where it's like, oh no, you got the microphone, like yeah. you're talking back at them, like you're in charge now. Yeah, and if a caller calls in and like disagrees with you i mean you can't tell them to fuck off because it's terrestrial radio but like you could insult them make them look stupid hang up on them and then that's only gonna make your ratings go higher exactly so like, that's maybe that's maybe that's why i'm good at it <laughs> just like all that pent-up aggression from being a server for so it's long like, it's, it's, it's like why why did you call why why did you call me a cpk waiter i no idea sorry a little uh, it just came out yeah no <laughs> it's been pent up uh th- that is that um i mean the olive garden was that like a very uh, it seems like a, almost like a, a, a mini fratern. Like it seems like a young, like fun. Like people are like, I don't know. The vibe always seems like people are like, yeah, dude, we're gonna work. We're gonna fucking have some fun. Then we're gonna get fucked up. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's like. Dope. I mean, all, all restaurant life, but Olive Garden was like that. I don't know why it was such a weird like fraternity of people. But yeah, it was like yeah. we're all in the same. We're all back there. We we the best part about it was, if you order soup and salad and breadsticks at the Olive Garden, yeah, and then you pay with cash, yeah, they pocket that cash. 
Really? You can pocket the cash. Most of them do it. We wow. did it. So do you encourage it? Like, hey, soup salad, breadsticks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's oh, the best no, thing on the menu. Like, yeah. I order it every time. Yeah. And I would be like, are you guys going to pay? With? Just checking our stuff. Are you guys going to pay with a credit card? They're like, no cash. I'm like, all right, sweet. Because wow. you, you don't have to. You get that yourself. And you don't have to ring it in. And yeah. you know how much it costs. So if you can make the change in your head, you just make the change. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's what, a little secret. What, uh, any crazy stories or people like, uh, anyone literally try to, like never ending pasta. I have a bit about that in my, uh, and I was like, you know, you mean I can pay $8 and eat spaghetti forever? I when I was super baked when I found out that deal. Right. <laughs> so I was like, having a mini panic attack. Um, has anybody ever tried to like, I don't know, stay there from like, 10 to 5 and be like more breadsticks please I never had that happen we did have a drunk dude try to steal you know those big wine bottles that they have oh yeah oh, they're, yeah, they're huge they're like sit around <laughs> he tried to steal one of those he was hammered and he was leaving you said we were family <laughs> yeah. he grabbed it and ran out in the. I steal liquor from my family <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's cool you've changed yeah. <laughs> he ran out in the parking lot with it and we're, we're, we ended up like chasing him down to get it from him we're like why it's full of water anyway like it's not full <laughs> we just let him take it uh, what a sh- there there are times when you work in in one of those jobs like i remember uh when i worked at hot topic and yeah i did because uh, they're like well he doesn't have piercings tattoos uh gauges uh but he is a midget that's pretty weird yes. okay yeah yeah all right you, you can, can make here. it in hot topic yeah right. uh so when i when i worked there like i remember one dude like shoplifted a motorhead t-shirt and like he just grabbed it and, like di- didn't try to like hide it right and all just like grabbed it and booked it and like the manager was in the back i was working up front as the greeter and she like yelled at me stop him and i'm like no <laughs> i'm not hey you're telling the midget to hop in front of the indiana jones boulder running at me right. with the fucking motorhead t-shirt so you know he's aggressive yeah and, uh, automatically you know, he's aggressive. i mean if, 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 if someone got like a a uh, pretender's shirt or a Backstreet Boys shirt. You might be all right. Taylor Swift shirt. All right, maybe I'll throw a shoulder block. <laughs> but Motorhead, fuck that. Take it. I'm not risking my life to stop the company from making six dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, that, that. that dude gets punched in the face every time he goes to a concert. You yeah, know what I mean? like, <laughs> he's moshing he's, on his he's way out. He's rough. There. Like <laughs> he like, like like he has the Triple H theme song, which is done by Motorhead playing in his head mm-hmm. at the same time. It's like I am the game. It's like like he's Asia <laughs> Spades. Fuck that midget uppercut. Like I'm not getting in the way. Yeah, and now he's got a story to write on his Motorhead fan blog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They all have one too. <laughs> yeah, I care. And, and by the way, I love Motorhead. So yeah, I know they all they all have one. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh, and you're from LA. Yeah. So yeah, how how great is it? Because you just came back. Uh, I remember when you came down here and and you your uh, girl were looking for places. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was about. It was about a year ago, a year no. ago, yeah, now, yeah. So now, I, now I'm back and forth between Seattle and here. So I, I'm in studio a lot in Seattle, and yeah. then I'm here uh, a couple of weeks out of the month too. So I'm just mm. back and forth all the time. But it's is great. she's is down it? here permanently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. She's down here permanently. So it's, it's cool to be back though, because I mean, I grew up all over the place, but mostly in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's it's, awesome. a, it's an amazing full circle moment too to be able yeah. to like come back when you're like now killing it, and it's yeah. like and to have the luxury also and and tell me why you're. Because when you came down here, you do the show remotely, right? Like right, in a yeah. studio. But mm-hmm. then you're going back. Why? Just because you still want to get that in-studio feel every now and then or what? Yeah, to do that. Do videos, <laughs> things like that. Appearances, stuff and like that. If, so, you're, yeah. if yeah. you're doing radio in a city, if that's your main city, then yeah, yeah. the fans kind of want to know that you're a part of them. You know, exactly. That, and that you know 
So you know what it's like to go to the local hangouts and see the yeah. concerts and stuff. And it's like a close that. flight, right? That makes it's it somewhat two easy. Two-hour flight, so it's super easy. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool city. You know what I mean? It's nice. It's nice to be able to split time between two great Fuck places. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, at least it's Seattle. Yeah, it's not like it's Omaha. <laughs> or something we love uh, Omaha. We love <laughs> Omaha. The uh, Omaha Funny Bone is a fantastic uh, club. Home of Adam I Divine. love you, yeah. Colleen. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're good. Yeah. But, uh, no, totally. And, and and most radio guys we talk to, they jumped around to like a lot of different markets before they finally like got settled into the market where they were the most successful. Was that the yeah. same with you? Not really. Oh, cool. uh, I started, like I said, at Fox Sports. And Doing what? Right, right here in LA? Yeah, I was like a, a weekend kind of board op guy. Okay. Well, I should actually go back. I started yeah. in Stockton, California. It was where right. I really started. Wow. I went to a radio school. The Vegas of Northern California. Yeah, yeah. it is the worst. <laughs> I, I say this hesitantly because it's full of convicts, but it is the worst <laughs> city in Los Angeles. John Stockton must be so pissed. <laughs> right. He's like, God. I mean, like, they're like, are you honored that there's a place named <laughs> yeah. with the same? He's like, it's not after me, motherfucker. Yeah, no. <laughs> and by the way, it's, it, it came first. It was shitty. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, did a, I did a lot with the names. He's like, it should be called the uh, <laughs> Ostertag California. <laughs> <laughs> Good, you. Utah Jazz yeah. Poll yeah. because you'd be like I have to well who's be, a shittier jazz yeah know? and but no, yeah it had to be relevant yeah. where like pe- people would know it but not too good yeah, yeah. you couldn't have said but also the name of a place where you're like you're going to Ostertag oh, yeah ugh. it just yeah. sounds hot it was a bet yeah it sounds hot and sweaty and, and tall and yeah, I'm just European saying that's and, a great joke because you could have gone like Jeff Hornacek and no. it wouldn't have worked as no. well no not at all so you had to go Ostertag Hornacek is a successful coach exactly he had a great jump shot right he probably looked like he got some like I don't know. He had like, gray hair. He probably had a lot of married chicks being like, I would love to make a mistake with you. Yeah. <laughs> you not know, Oster Tag. No, not Oster Tag. He looked like he just got off the couch. The game every time. Just, <laughs> Actually, that's what you say when you roll off the couch. Oster Tag. Wait, so Stockton was not ideal. Not ideal at all. So it's I, I was tr- actually trying to get into stand-up and radio kind of at the same time. I wanted to do... St- I was wanted to do open mics and stuff like that but I could mm-hmm. never get in front of a microphone like I was super nervous and then I saw an ad on TV for the Academy of Radio Broadcasting in Huntington Beach California okay and you're and like it's probably Ooh, still around I was like I get to leave Stockton yeah well that was before <laughs> Stockton oh okay and so I was like all right, well, maybe if I learn to like talk in front of a mic, it'll help me like with my, get over whatever fear it is I have of just doing it. Genius, of course. You know? And so I went there and I wasted money to go to a radio school, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then from there, I had made a demo tape and then I went to Stockton. Gotcha. And I was on this AM radio station in Stockton, which nobody listened to because it was an AM music station. You know, and it was huge yeah. back in the day, like in the AM's 70s. typically talk, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but in the 70s, it was like the big station in town. So the people that still worked there still thought it was the 70s, you know? Oh, shit. And I was, Probably still dressed like it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was there for like six months. I was like, dude, my career is going to go nowhere in radio because I can't even make a demo to send to places. And then when I send it to them, they're like, where? What? <laughs> Doing AM music? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, I'll just go back to LA. And I went back and then I got a job at Fox Sports. And I was there, and then from there I went up to Seattle because I was like a producer of the morning show. Oh, cool! Uh, producer guest booker of um, the morning show that at the network they just launched. It was an awesome job in I Seattle. Loved it. No, that no, was yeah, in yeah, LA. In yeah, LA, yeah, okay. Fox Sports. And, Fox Sports. Yeah. And and that's something that a lot of people that have heard uh, that got into radio like people think like you just show up and they give you the microphone. It's like no, a lot of guys had to be a program director or not necessarily program director but like a board op right or yeah. a producer yeah or just even an intern or whatever and then move your way, move up, your way up and, and then like sl- they they let you do overnights on saturdays sometimes yeah and then, and then it slowly happens and so. that's why so many people bounce around so much because you have to yeah. move to try to get jobs to move up yeah know? 
And so I was at Fox Sports for a while. That was a fun gig, though, because I was like the guest booker for the show <laughs> and then a producer. So you were calling Greg Ostertag and be yeah. like, we need you on the show? Calling Greg Ostertag, <laughs> calling call up athletes in their hotel rooms, waking them up, trying to convince them to come on the were show. Were you really? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, so what do you do when you call up uh, Shannon Sharp and he's not in the mood to talk? You tell him, this is how it goes. So you, you find the hotel room somehow like you know kind of where they stay yeah. and then you know some of their aliases but also there's certain ways like sometimes the person at the front desk doesn't know that there's an alias or that it has to go through anybody so sometimes they'll send you through you'll get lucky and wow. you get them on the phone like you get shannon sharp on the phone and you're just like hey shannon what's up man what's this up is- man what's going yeah. on <laughs> how's, it, how's it going this is jubal from fox sports radio oh hell yeah man we had a scheduled interview for right now uh, uh you, what time is it uh it's 7 30 in the morning damn man that's yeah. all i haven't yeah. gotten my my eggs yet i know i was surprised you scheduled it for this time too but um Ske- uh, uh come on wait uh, uh, who'd you talk to you didn't throw you on real quick what? Right? oh uh yeah uh, uh, and then boom you're on holding <laughs> you on the air <laughs> wow exactly oh like they God. wouldn't be booked no they wouldn't be booked at all but then with these athletes like it, the, the they're conditioned to know like maybe I did have one yeah. Yeah. did you talk to Denise yeah, yep, yep. yeah I did Denise. well I thought <laughs> she didn't tell you I, was, I wasn't down yeah. I wasn't it's like well you picked up or oh, they, oh, yeah oh, they oh. get mad and you're like well I don't know how I would have your room number man like she gave me the number to get through so wow like, can I just throw you on real quick like what five percent, minutes what percentage of the time did that work uh, I would say 80. 80%. Oh, wow. shit. Yeah, yeah, it worked. Wow. So they're, so they're we, gotta, you, we gotta start calling some hotels. <laughs> yeah, do you mind if we guess on that podcast? Trick? That's amazing. My God. Uh, yeah, you gotta schedule the interview. How'd you get my home number? Uh, not important. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Robinson Cano, you're yeah. on with the About Last Night podcast. <laughs> oh, like, my God. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. What uh, did you ever have people that, that were like, fuck that, man. It's 7.30. Click. Yeah, I had that happen yeah. quite a bit. You know, And you, just, and then you don't call PR, back, do you? Uh, sometimes you call back. I, I would call back. I would call back and try again, try again. Relentless. The the PR person for the uh, Red Sox hated me because I would do that to them all the time. You call Omar. Yeah. And then they, they <laughs> like, you woke yeah, up, yeah, Omar. Yeah. And they were, they would call me like, what the fuck are you doing calling our people? I'm like, I, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like it's just like just play dumb. You're doing that. It's like it's the biggest lying game ever. It helps yeah. you stay on your toes, though. Well, that and but you know that the PR people and those kind of people are lying to you guys all the time anyway. When it's like because so, they say, oh yeah, he'll he'll be there for the interview, and then how many times guys not cancel on yeah. you yeah. the last minute? Of course, exactly. Wade Boggs would love to go to the Baskin Robbins ribbon yeah. cutting. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and he talks to me like he really wants to be here, oh, but, but it's just, you know, he's but, still drunk. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was so important to him, though. This was so important. He's trying to get Boggs beer off the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, he just keeps drinking it. Yeah. It's he's also helping. got another idea called Boggs Boggle. It's yeah. basically the game Boggle, but he put his name in front of it. Yeah, it's just the, it's just, it's just the letters that spell out Boggs. <laughs> so it really limits the amount of words that can really be, like you got Sog, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's just, it. yeah it's quick. Wait, so, um, uh, then they must have been pumped then that you were able to get that. So what does that do for you if you can get that many people? Like they see you and they're like, all right, now time for a promotion or like? I mean, not. I mean, you could get a promotion if I wanted to keep going with sports radio. Yeah. Like when I first got into radio, I wanted to do sports radio. Okay. That's what yeah. I wanted to do. So I was like, this is perfect. You know, eventually I'll transition, like update anchor and then maybe get a show. Mm-hmm. But then after- Like a sports being, center type guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to have like a sports talk show or something. So being yeah. in front of the camera was always- yeah and just uh, performing right it's always right. been a part of the plan always yeah. yeah but when i was around sports radio i was like dude no fucking way because they know so much like i've that's what a, i forget you know, too yeah the real the really good ones it's i mean crazy there's we all know sports yeah, right yeah. and you feel like you know it's so easy i was just talking to michelle beetle about this and she was like so many people sit down name dropper well, <laughs> well she came to the show and she was yeah, talking yeah. she was talking about how she wanted to get up and like 
do stand up. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like, well, I mean, you are really funny and like you're comfortable on stage. And I was like, you know, but there is that like obviously writing and whatever. There's, you know, a lot of uh, other stuff that goes into it. But she goes, you might probably hate that because so many people tell me all the time, like, I bet I could be a sports broadcaster or a sports, uh, you know, uh, analyst. And I'm like, yeah, I was literally just about to say that to you about me because <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could. And yeah. I'm like, but the difference is I feel like you actually like, again, like have a good sense of humor. Like you're, she, I mean, her show too is so conducive to like quick and, and the writing and whatever. But I'm like, yeah. for me, I feel like then I think about it. I'm like, I probably would be able to do, I don't I, like it, I don't know. It would just seem like it's, I wouldn't know as many facts and it would get exposed yeah. right away. Yeah, or, or have enough analysis that made sense. And the sports radio audience, are, they're ruthless. Like, if oh, you get yeah. anything wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Think like, about the the uh, the chastising uh, we do of, like, yeah. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and he knows. Everybody knows Tom Brady's favorite cereal is not is, is not Cocoa Puffs, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. I will have your head. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, they, are, they are a passionate group to say they're the least. merciless who, who yeah. did you want to emulate like who who'd you look up to in that world that you were like that's the type of show or or i uh, mean i was like jim rome yeah you yeah. know well, i always liked him just kind of his like attitude i liked you know? I, yeah and there's something to be said about guys like whether it be rome or colin cowherd or whatever but just guys that have opinions yes that aren't just saying what happened in the game yeah but why did that happen and that, where's and that going that's what i wanted to do and that's even what, if it's you know. crazy even if the opinion is crazy and wrong it's still it's still an opinion and it gets people talking yeah, i swear i swear to god there's no way skip bayless believes everything he says there's, he there, I hope there's not. no way he cannot <laughs> Dude, be you're that still dumb. you're still doing a tv show that like yeah. needs ratings and and, yeah. and clips and sound bites so it's like yeah i wonder at what point did we and you know there's probably one person that's at the you know the forefront of the movement of like oh shit now we need to like heighten you know like that Stephen a smith came from so, you know like seeing some other people be like oh shit that's like yeah. that guy's really opinionated right and uh, and maybe that's a way to get more viral attention is to like just be so just over the to top be opinionated. and yeah. say well because in sports the sports world like there's so many people that are on guard because yeah. they don't yeah. want to upset anybody even what I always hated growing up in LA was the Dodgers broadcasters I know people like they're legendary broadcasters obviously Vince Scully yeah legendary. Vince Scully Rick Monday and yeah. uh, Ross Porter Ross Porter has the third one everybody's yeah. Ross Porter uh, <laughs> But they wouldn't, like, their whole thing was because LA's full of transplants and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. They didn't want to, like, overly root for the Dodgers. And I was like, fuck that. You're in LA. Mm -hmm. You're the Dodgers broadcasters. Like, you should cheer and get excited when they do something. And that always bugged me because in the sports world with a lot of broadcasters, you can't be a homer and you can't give your opinion. You can't yeah. get too excited. And so people are scared to do that. That's why I like the guys that do give their opinion. I love the homer broadcasters. Like, me too. Like, the guys that get passionate about it and that's why like when you watch like football on Sundays that's the national broadcast so they're not they don't have a dog in the fight they're yeah. just trying to call it right down the middle because they know the gambling guys are watching and the both fans are watching but yeah you, you love listening to those home radio calls yeah the they're, Raiders dude is amazing <laughs> is he? yeah I mean they could be losing 50 to 0 or something yeah. and he's, they get one touchdown and he's just like touchdown Raiders <laughs> like, no. every time every time yeah. how, how did you feel about growing up with um uh well, so you got to Seattle at what point then? And I know we're jumping around a lot, but I think it was like 2004. Okay, if, I, if my timeline is all right. So you still got Dave Niehaus and yeah, yeah. and a year of Collabro, maybe mm -hmm. right or a couple of years, a couple of years, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, those guys are good. Come on, right? Great, like yeah. I, I'm sure everyone's biased, but I feel like Collabro and look, he ESPN asked him to do shit like yeah. for big games, so yeah. it makes sense that like no, he was great. He, or he is great. And yeah. then... Uh, house was... Uh, come on, the greatest, Niehaus right? house was really good. Yeah, I, I like him. I mean, it, it, the... the And 
his calls like the Mayo mine. Yeah, like, amazing. Are there guys in Seattle uh, the, that uh, the broadcast world that you were able to? I don't know, learn from or get to know just before you got into um, 92.5 there that maybe like gave you advice or like what was your kind of into Seattle? Well, I got, so I got into Seattle uh, as like the third mic slash producer on uh, a show was on the Kiss FM station out there. Um, Speaking of down the middle. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Kiss straight FM. from LA. So the Fox Sports thing yeah. runs its uh, course and you're like time to move. Right. Well, I got fired. Oh, shit. Yeah. But it was like... What'd you do? Did you wake Shannon Sharp up? Too many times. Did you steal a giant bottle of wine water? <laughs> yeah. Like, I ran out of the parking lot with the wine water. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's dumb. It was a timesheet violation. It's a long story. It's a really oh, boring story. Okay. So I just, got fired so just, for cause for that. Basically, oh. think office space and TPS yeah. reports. Yeah, yeah, kind of. God. So I got fired like for that. that. Uh, and then I was just looking for uh, another job. And then I was just doing stand-up at the time. And I had done like triple run. You know, nothing. Yeah. You know, I was just stru- I, yeah. For those, uh, for the, yeah, for those who don't know, tri- uh, Tribble runs. There's a Booker whose last name is Tribble who sends comics on the most obscure <laughs> places, yeah. mostly in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that are just like, a, all right, you're doing a biker bar in Hemet. Yes, and you're like, like okay. what? Or, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Do do they have stand up there? They do tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Winnemucca, Nevada, or whatever. Yeah, and they put you up. Huh? They put you up? Yeah, and I so I did I did a little bit of that, but I wasn't making any money. And, and you I also still, still were like, even though you got fired, you're like, all right, that's not the end of my radio career. I right. still like that was just I still wanted to do it, yeah. so I was trying mm-hmm. to get back on the air. And I sent out demos everywhere, and then finally I was able to get on in Seattle on that show. And I was more of a producer than anything, and they liked the fact that I could book guests because they did a ton of guests. Right. Yeah. Um, but they were they were, were number one at that time. Yeah, they were they were number one at that time, I think, or close to it. At yeah. Least. Mm-hmm. And then I was there for about six years, six and a half years. And it was actually, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this. Because the show that I was on was cool, whatever. But um, I'd been there for a long time and I wasn't able to move up. And I wanted my own show. And I was like, I was like I'm just going to move back to LA and just do stand up. Because mm-hmm. this is like, I, mean, I can't grow. You put in time. Yeah, and yeah. The, yeah. Well, that and, and it, like, sports broadcasting and morning radio, like, if, if they're number one, they're not moving. They're not changing anything. And they're not. And it, it's it's not like sports where it's like, well, he's getting into his forties. Yeah, like no. you can be a morning radio show guy and be good yeah. in your seventies. Exactly. Like it, it's. I think Rick Dees was like, oh god, a corpse. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> for at least the last ten years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and still, and still on the air. <laughs> yeah. So though, yeah. And as <laughs> as we saw with Vin Scully, Vin Scully was the what was the announced for the Dodgers for over sixty years. Yeah. He 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 was the announcer when they were still in Brooklyn. So it's mm-hmm. like those slots don't always open up. Yeah, no, they don't. And if if, if you're good and you're number one, you're being you're staying there. So yeah. I had been uh, emailing demos to the program director who was on the other station, 92.5, which is where we're on in Seattle for yeah. like a year at that point. Like, just let me on, let me on, let me on, let me on. Mm-hmm. And then um, my co-host, Brooke, her co-host had left. So there was an opening. So I went and recorded with her and then they hired me on. And wow. Rest, we've been there for six There you go. Wow, yeah, so. dude. But that's the thing. The co-hosting spot opened up. Yeah. And you were ready for it, you know? Yeah, like yeah. everything you'd done to that point, I feel like in anything, I think just prepares you. Yeah, just getting ready. What do, What was that? Um, I mean, were you nervous for it? Were you like, shit, man, this is like, it's mine to lose basically, right? Like, I need to crush this and they'll... Pretty much, Or did you yeah. feel, were they pretty hot on you at that at that point? Were they like, oh shit, this is actually... Or do they say like, all right, like we're seeing other people. Like, what was the... Well, they were, they kind of like, uh, they were hot on me at that point. They were yeah. like, okay, we know if we bring you in, hopefully 
that's the right move. Yeah. Because they do like all this market research and stuff, you know, and then the market research I was testing really well with people. Cool. So they were like, we'll bring you over and hopefully that'll bring some audience over. Yeah. And it took a while. It took us about a year to hit our stride. But once we did, you know, like the, the, the ratings and stuff like took off and I think record setting in now, Seattle. So it's holy shit. Yeah. What like, do you think what do you think makes good radio? Because in especially now when uh, a lot of people say radio is dead personally right. i don't believe radio is dead i think bad radio is dead i think bad radio is dead. yeah because now you have options yeah. now you don't have to listen to chuck and fuck in the morning although exactly. although fuck is still pretty funny fuck is uh, chuck's lost it. his edge yeah, yeah chuck's yeah he's he got he, he got married he got kids <laughs> yeah. he he's talking be. about his dog all the but time. like yeah, <laughs> but like you don't have to listen to them whereas you know 10 15 years ago you had you you only had six options in the morning yeah now you have like oh you you can listen to one of the 2.5 billion podcasts there are out right. there you can listen to pandora you can listen anything and everything on serious yeah so so many options yeah i think you have to be better you know and you have to be good and a lot of people in radio hate the syndication stuff because of course people lose their jobs right when we go into a market somebody probably has to lose their job for us to go on there yeah Yeah. because they because they're because they're doing their morning show and then they have to be called in the office one day and say hey uh we're getting jubal in from exactly seattle and then they're like whoa this show from outside of the market how are they gonna the the thing is like just if you're funny, it's kind of universal. It translates, like it, it translates yeah. everywhere. Yep. Yeah, funny, funny always wins. Yeah, yeah. and that, and that goes for stand up as well. People are like, how do you how are you funny in the South and the Pacific Northwest right. and New York? Like you're just funny. You're just just be funny. Performing yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We're all humans. Uh, you guys have created some like incredible like bits on the show. Um, oh, thanks. yeah. And I want to know like when like did you do you sit down. I mean, from second date update, and I've told you, uh, is it, I think it's that the one that my dad, because my dad lived in uh, Centralia for yeah. like four or five years, and uh, and now that he's just in the Northwest, I mean, he is just obsessed, and there was one, I, I don't know if it was that one or the, I think it was that one, the second date update that he was obsessed with, and he would literally call me every day and just tell me everything that happened on it. Oh, um, that's awesome. How do those... But I mean, I mean awkward a, Tuesday phone yeah. call, loser line, like Brooks 60 second sleaze. Like, how do you guys come up with all these? I mean, a lot of those are hacky radio things that have been done. You know, like they do them everywhere. The second yeah. date updates kind of do them everywhere. Gotcha. You know, Ryan Seacrest, I think, does them here. Gotcha. And, and the Ryan, or the War of the Roses type stuff yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think. But you're putting your own spin on it. Yeah. I think it's, the difference is who you have doing it, you know. And yeah. if and, and also the editing. Because, you know, you can't take these calls live. I mean, it's super boring. If you do, yeah. or something bad, super can risky. Yeah, so right, right, the, right. The, the editing is is really important, and we spend a lot of time editing them to make sure that the best stuff is there. You know, um, and I think that's that's kind of the divide in radio is like people who do this kind of stuff. They kind of just want to like get it done, edit it, get out the door. But yeah. you know, me and my producers stay there. That my producers stay there till like four or five in the afternoon. Wow, getting the show Man. ready for the next day. It's crazy. yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was the thing that I didn't realize when I. Did my brief stint in radio where it's like, oh, I thought you just got there at five thirty, half hour before the show, did the show from six to ten, and then went home. Some people do, yeah, you know, and some and people are still successful and do it, which I'm very jealous of, right? But like, I'm there till usually like two. I get in about five, five thirty, and I'm there till about two. Yeah, and the other guys stay there till who knows when. I don't know when they go home, but yeah, because you gotta, you gotta fill. Yeah, I mean, when it's pretty daunting when you think about it, like, yeah, it's 
four hours of talking. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're not talking straight. You're doing little breaks every now and then, but for the most part, it's four it's hours four of content. Hours. Yeah, exactly. And I think the difference is with the, with those kind of things is just how you interact with the people. I mean, I, I guess it's just the hosting of it. You yeah. Know? How you interact, how you make it funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you've you've written bits for other shows, right? Yeah, I used to write for a prep service. You know the prep. You know I, the prep. I services. know the prep services. What's that? Prep, prep services. Prep. prep services are basically there. You can have a morning show, and you could subscribe to a prep service, yep. and they will write your show essentially for you. Yeah, yeah. And because it's radio. It doesn't matter doesn't that matter. The, that the same show is on in St. Louis and Miami and Seattle. Yep. It doesn't matter because those people aren't going to be talking. No. Yeah. So, it, it, so they'll read. <laughs> that you. So you write jokes or you write jokes to a news story or something. Yeah. And they all get this service and they just kind of grab the stuff and they'll read it and they'll read the jokes. So I used to write for that while I was um, – before I was on the station I'm on now. I, okay. I did a little bit when I got there, but before I wrote for it. And one of the best parts was I was when I was in Seattle – um, on the uh, the show that I was on before Brooklyn yeah. Jubal in the morning, um, one of the other hosts in town was basically reading my whole bit that I had written for the prep service. What? Yeah. And we got a caller that called in, and they're like laughing about it. They're like, "Oh, he's doing the funniest thing there," and we were recording the phone call. And I was like, "Tell me what he's saying." And then they were telling us, and I was finishing every single punchline. <laughs> for her on the phone and she's like how do you know that I was like that's because I wrote it wow. and, and then we aired that phone call and that dude was so pissed. oh my god yeah, yeah he got called he's a, out because he's a yeah. lazy fuck and doesn't want to yeah. write his own material yeah. because th- and that I, I love that because <laughs> was that hilarious. was something because we had competitive stations and there's a ton of radio stations that do this where they they don't do any prep they just yeah. show up and they have a script for them that they bought yeah and that they bought and paid for and and it's like but just do original content yeah do stuff that's in your voice so i and they think they're not gonna get caught and i fucking it was hilarious i love that the best part was after that like he went on this big thing and posted online about like i was up until two o'clock in the morning with my wife writing those lines then how did i know your punchline exactly so either a i wrote them or b they're that hacky (laughs) (laughs) so it's like either way this doesn't look good for you either way it's not good yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's so fucking are there certain stories that you would hear and you just go like Yes, immediately we're talking about that. Like, like I've tried to open myself up to, to getting a little more topical with certain stories. Like, Greg Giraldo used to do that all the time with certain yeah, bits he where he amazing. would... I just always thought, like, oh, topical bits have a shelf life. But I'm like, no, man, there's certain stories you can find that, again, if you put your point of view on it, like... And also, that's just, I think, uh, an immediate way to speed up finding your point of view is yeah. by reading stories that, like, have universal appeal and, and uh, you know, uh, response and, like, being like, what, like what's your take on this you know yeah um there's one i i read uh, recently about a, a mcdonald's employee in canada who smuggled and this was about a year ago but i just ended up finding it on some weird click 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 whatever 80 pounds of mcnuggets he smuggled in his anal cavity from december uh let's see he walked around with it yeah well let's see an employee of mcdonald's restaurant in canada was accused of stealing more than 80 pounds of chicken mcnuggets from his employer allegedly hiding them in his rectum to <laughs> smuggle them out of his workplace 31 year old andy brown was arrested by the ottawa police after cavity search revealed four condoms filled with frozen chicken nuggets hidden in his <laughs> rectum 
According to McDonald's spokesman David Nosmith, that's not secret sauce. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, he had been suspected <laughs> of stealing food for some time and had already searched him on five occasions, but they never seemed to find anything. The store manager noticed six months ago that large quantities of nuggets were missing. Mr. Knox told reporters. We, ins- we installed additional security cameras at various strategic locations throughout the restaurant, and we were finally able to identify the problem. We were extremely shocked when we wow. saw him going into the freezer with handfuls of condoms and lubricant. <laughs> in a fast food place, that could happen with the condoms and lubricant. Too. Yeah. His mean, locker revealed a large jar of Vaseline and dozens of unused condoms. Wow. Five charges of petty theft. And two charges of hilarity. No. Uh, <laughs> at least one of the manager's like, well, at least he's not fucking the nuggets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we get, thought he was doing. We had to get rid of the last guy for yeah. that. <laughs> last guy was fucking the he nuggets. He was a nugget fucker. Yeah, but yeah, nugget fucker. Uh, it, 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 it's a really big yeah. subcategory on Reddit. It's not that many people are in it. But. He's going to be, dude, and he's going to go to court. He's going to appear in court on October 12th for the beginning of his trial. Dude, I want nothing more than to be a juror on oh that God. trial. It oh, would be amazing. How is anyone not laughing? No, you have to be. At some point, you just go, okay, I'm a professional, but today I am not. This episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. Oh, man. Robert Patrick, he played the T-1000 in Terminator 2. He's scary as hell. And Heather Graham, she's sexy. Tell me more about this movie. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Shut the fuck up. In 1978, convicted murderer Gary Tyson, played by Robert Patrick, escaped from an Arizona prison with the help of his three sons. Over the following two weeks, Tyson and his gang roamed the Southwest, murdering six people before confronting police in a bloody shootout near the Mexican border. Next to the gunfight at the OK Corral, this is the most sensational crime story in Arizona history. Okay, that sounds utterly amazing, but I asked about Heather Graham. Hello. Well, Heather Graham, who is Tyson's wife, struggled through the film with untiring determination to keep her family together, even in spite of her husband's murderous escape. Wow, this sounds so cool. But is this just another one of those movies that's about a prison break or murders? Last Rampage isn't just a movie about prison break or murders. It's a story about what it means to be family and asks the questions. Is your family first, no matter what? Where is your loyalty? Well, find out when you watch Last Rampage. In theaters September 22nd and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd, which has already passed, so you can already get it. Find more on Twitter by following at Last Rampage Film or on Facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. So, Brad, how's married life, buddy? Oh, man, it's going great. I mean, she cooks, so food has never been better. The sex is amazing. Yeah. And let me tell you something. She let me keep my sweet-ass beard. Yeah, I was going to offer you some of my extra Dollar Shave Club razors, but um, I guess there's no need for that. I know Dollar Shave Club has the best razors. I just wish they had other stuff. Well, they do, Brad Williams. They've got literally everything you need in your bathroom. Body wash, shampoo, hair gel, lip balm. We're talking everything. Body wash. Wow. I love me some body wash. Yeah. And it'd be nice to have that sent right to me because at the store, there's so many confusing options. Oh, the store sucks. There's just way too many, and you can't tell the difference between any of them. And then if you have questions, the clerk usually doesn't know the difference between any of them, and they can't help you. They're like, well, strawberry smells better than coconut, in my opinion. And the, the, big, the bigger bottle will get you cleaner faster. You're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're not an expert. Dollar Shave Club makes it easy and convenient for you to upgrade your shave and your bathroom. Now, you don't have to step foot in the store to get high-quality shaving and grooming products because 
they'll deliver them right to your door, even your doggy door, Brad. I am an adult, and I use a regular door. I did, wow, that I did not know that, and my bad. But just like their razors, and like Brad, everything is super high quality, and it leaves you looking and feeling amazing. Dude, I shave once, twice, sometimes three times a day, because I'm a hairy Jew bastard, and these sophisticated items and scents make me feel like a million bucks. Dollar Shave Club is changing the game. So if you're like me and you're like Brad and you're sick of the nonsense at the store, now is the time to try out Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, Dollar Shave Club is basically giving away their starter set to new members. For only five bucks, this starter set features their executive razor, which I take with me on the road. If I forget it, I just don't shave because I love it that much. And there are three trial-sized versions of their most popular products that can help you stay fresh and clean. In what your, products, Adam? Well, I'll tell you. Shut the fuck up. In your first box, you will receive their shave butter, their body wash, and one wipe charlie's butt wipes i've used these and i'm not ashamed to say they are delightful <laughs> they they really are i didn't realize how great having a clean butt could be <laughs> but it actually is a game changer and a day changer you will also receive their executive razor which includes their premium uh weighty handle and full cassette of cartridges after the first box replacement cartridges are sent for only a few bucks a month only a few bucks a month month for extra cartridges this offer is exclusively available at dollarshaveclub.com slash aln right now dollarshaveclub.com slash ALN to get everything we just mentioned. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash ALN. One more time. Giving away the starter set to new members. Five bucks. That's all it takes. You get the executive razor and three trial size versions of their most popular products that help you stay fresh and clean. In the first box, you also receive shave butter, body wash, and the one wipe Charlie's butt wipes. Yes! Brad, how much do you love those butt wipes? I love these butt wipes. You also get their executive razor, which includes premium weighty handle and full cassette of cartridges. A full cassette of cartridges and after the cartridges are done, only a few bucks a month to get new ones sent. All right? DollarShaveClub.com slash ALN. Do it right now. High quality products that will have you covered from face, cheeks, to butt cheeks. And there's no better time to try. All right? DollarShaveClub.com slash ALN. Do it! There you go, Adam. Yeah. I'm going to do impression of that guy's father. And uh, you ask me... Uh, By the way, let me just in- quickly... Uh, uh, show you what he looks like. Okay, of course. Okay, so I can get I'm a little... picturing something in my mind. And... Yeah, that's pretty much how I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, thirty-one full... year old Andy Brown. That that's like a full. Uh, not to do a dated wrestling reference, but a ravishing Rick Rude mullet. That, yeah, that, yeah, that was that was solid. It's a big mullet. <laughs> so, at, oh, sorry. So, so who at, am I? You are someone at a dinner party. Great. Ask me. Ask me how my son's doing. Great. So you're you're I'm, the father I'm, of Andy Brown. I'm his dad. Okay. Now, I expect some sort of voice based on the picture of the son you just saw. Yeah. Because if you're the father <laughs> of the man who tried doesn't, to smuggle 80 pounds of McNuggets in his asshole. Like doesn't yeah. sound Parenting, like this. by the way, first of all. Yeah. 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 And was that something he passed down? You know, I have a lot yeah. of questions for the dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where did he learn this trick? Were you, were you the one that instigated the, uh, the fucking heist? <laughs> were you like, son, I love McNuggets. <laughs> You hey, know I can't afford it. Get this job. Man. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, man, it's good to see you at the uh, Daytona 500 kegger we throw every year. Oh, man, these are, you know, I got to be honest, uh, uh, Rick, th- these are my favorite parties, you know. They are. They, they really and are. And I'm really pumped that Dan can make it. Dan. Hey, yeah, I'm having a good time. Dude, you Hell always yeah. have a good time, I man. Can't help That's it. right, you, Dan. You love, you love barbecues. Yeah, yeah now, 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 Dan, your son is uh, doing what now? He's doing what? Well, my son is working at McDonald's right oh, now. Oh, shit. He's that's working good. At yeah, that's a good, good place. Job, yeah. That's a good place. Rick, your son worked at McDonald's for a while, didn't uh, he? Um, 
My son's dead. Uh, he died in a freak uh, toilet bowl accident where uh, he just got sucked right there in the pipes. Um, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, we didn't talk about him anymore. What? You're, but I thought he's working at McDonald's. No, he died. Died. Just straight died. Uh, never heard from him again. No, no note. No nothing. Well, I, never, I thought I saw him the other day when I, I was in there. Yeah, me too. I, he was. It looked like he was real busy. It was like a real busy. I mean, there was no customers, but he was really rummaging in the back. Like, really. oh, I mean, I, I mean, maybe you know, maybe it really hurts us all that Dan is gone. So, uh, well, it, now you can tell me there was another another boy in there with a mullet like your son's. Yeah, I saw a mullet running around. The and back Dan is there. Dan's son. Well, Andy's your son. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was. I was. <laughs> Hoping Dan was my son. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I get that. Dan's a good kid, you know, and he always has been, and you know, he he's died. got a bright future, at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, he's but he died, works at the other McDonald's. Your son, I saw him yeah. in the back. Putting yeah. a, it was in the freezer for a little while. Uh, yeah. Well, that well, well, that's where the toilet was that uh, sucked him in. They oh, put, they got a toilet in the back. Yeah, they put yeah they put the toilet they put the toilet in in the freezer and uh, oh. he, he he was in it sucked him right out oh. just sucked Dang. him right out of there and he's dead and uh, he never heard from again. Man, that's that global warming, you yeah. know. <laughs> it gets hot, so you got to you got put a toilet in the freezer. Put a toilet in the freezer. That's how you solve that problem <laughs> yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those McNuggets. So you hear they had a, uh, they lost a bunch of McNuggets. Yeah, you know what? Um, he, On the same day, actually, that uh, that toilet. Like they, they probably just sucked them right out with like there were probably other McNuggets in in the freezer and they probably like sucked them all out like it it was like a wormhole to another dimension man like it just like like all went in there like I'm talking like Jenna Jameson could not suck that hard it was crazy Rick yeah cut the shit man we saw the article. Yeah, I don't know where he got that from. Uh, he, Sm- 80 pounds? Uh, he, Look, I ain't mad. All I'm saying is, did he bring them home? Yeah. And do you have McNuggets ready at this barbecue? I don't care if they were hidden in his goddamn penis hole, man. I'm hungry. Man, that cooked just right. You cook just... point whatever degree. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever McNugget cook? straight out of the oh, penis God. hole degree is to you make you it. Guys, you guys are the best friends a guy could ever have. Uh, oh, you think I'm going to judge you at your own barbecue, man? You could tell me you hit a fucking quarter-ounce steak in, <laughs> in a fucking... Pussy lip, and I'll be like, "Is it ready?" <laughs> Bless you, son. <laughs> Your wife came over here and dropped a steak out of this table. I'm eating it. <laughs> That's your wife. Uh, oh my god, what a great sentence! By the way, those people exist. Yes, they oh, do. absolutely. I mean, you know what? And they're sitting around being like, you know what, dude? It's like, I, here's what I'll say: If Barack Obama was still president. You know, your son wouldn't even have gotten to those McNuggets. He wouldn't even have had the opportunity to put them in his asshole because of Obamacare, you know, trying to get in the way of McNugget asshole smuggles. (laughs) McNugget asshole smuggles sounds like the worst name for a Cabbage Patch Kid. (laughs) Which one did you get, McNugget asshole smuggles? What? Which one is that? Hugs you way too tight. Way too tight. Now, Now... now, see that would be an example of some sort of bit. Now, have you had like uh, radio program directors that have like have have you gotten in trouble with them? Have you gone too far? Yeah. At what point do you yeah. get cognizant of like what I can and can't say? You know, like because sometimes I have to remind myself when I get on, a, especially how early it is. I'm like, yeah. dude, it's six thirty. Like, and not that I'm up usually dropping f bombs at six thirty anywhere right. else, but like once you start to get into the comedic role of just whatever, you sometimes could naturally let one slip. So, I mean, is there, yeah. was there a time that it turned for you? It's weird because it's, I cuss a lot yep. normally, like mm-hmm. in, in my everyday conversations. I swear all the time. But when I'm on the air, it, it's like a, a switch gets flipped and I just awesome. don't. I have one, well, a couple of times. Well, like one time was really bad. 
uh, and uh, my co-host was talking about something that sh- she says a lot. I can't even remember what she was talking about. Yeah. But uh, uh, I was just like, fuck, I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. You just said <laughs> we're yeah. agreeing yeah, so hard. Yeah. yeah and and you, you guys have a dump button? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's what, a 30 know. second delay? Yeah. What is yeah. it? Fi- yeah. 15 uh, or 30. Yeah, it's or like th- 15. Yeah. So it like it just. And it just clips everything out. It's a little bit easier now with digital. Yeah. Because back in the day, that that was just on air. And yeah. And you had no shot. Out. Yeah. But yeah, now now it's like what what you're hearing on your radios is about 30 to 45 seconds yeah, late. Yeah, delayed. So if you're ever listening to the radio and it's just like clips all of a sudden and they're picking up on like a another end of a conversation, you're like, where'd the middle of that go? It's yeah. like somebody cussed. And then it usually the comes back with all the hosts going, whoa! whoa yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you can't say that on the yeah. air. Yeah. We, it, it, it's weird how it's not a thing where it's like, this fucking guy. Like, yeah. it, it was literally just you going, oh, fuck. fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like just getting lost in the conversation and mm. totally forgetting there's a microphone there. On the show I used to work on, we did do one thing we called it radio skydiving. It was a dumb name for it, but... Uh, where you would cuss and then dump it on purpose, which did nothing for the audience, but it was really fun in studio. Oh yeah, sure you know? for yeah, sure for you guys. Yeah, we like, heard what was going on, but yeah. I guarantee the audience didn't hear anything. Yeah, everything was like, dumped we're, every we're, yeah, one, so. we're one mistake away from being fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, they were like daring me one day to do it. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, dare you to cuss so we can hit the dump button or whatever. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. You're like, fuck you. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was like, cunt. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. And then all of them were shocked that I did it. And then like, it took the host like, like way too long to hit the dump button. And he finally hit it. And I was like, I'm going to be fired. Because yeah. like, like, they were daring me to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'll take, the, I'll pretty much do anything anybody dares me. So I'm like, okay, fine, let's do it. Wow. Yeah. And then I did it. And then they were like, oh, we didn't expect you to actually do it. <laughs> and then after don't that, ask they started, me to. Yeah. Well, don't like, push me into it. Have you, have you always been like that too? A very just like, I don't know, like even as a kid, were you that uh, kid that was like, you know, like, Jubal, do that. I bet Jubal will do it. Like, yeah, pretty much. It was like, whatever. I'll do, I'll do. Like anything. what? What was a crit like? I'm trying to think of like a stereotypical thing that's like nobody will do like nobody put a firecrack like my buddy and I when we were neighbors (laughs) in sixth grade we put a bunch of fireworks and a bunch of we put a bag of like all the worst foods in like a Ziploc yeah like I don't know pickles and fucking McNugget assholes and and uh, and just potato salad and whatever stolen from my son yeah Yeah. (laughs) we put it in a Ziploc in our friend's uh, mailbox with a bunch of like with two M80s oh shit and like and blew up their mailbox it was dude it was I'll never forget it. Yeah, because it was like literally <laughs> the food, the way that the, that the shit like shot up in the air. First of all, the mailbox just, mailbox just blew right off. But then the bag, it's almost like it opened and then like did like almost like a guy was like food for everyone, <laughs> and it just was up in the air and it was in slow mo. We were like, it's like, dude, it was unbelievable. Uh, that must be an amazing memory. I can't think of anything really crazy that people dared me to do when I was a kid. Really, I can't. But really. I mean, like, is is there now? Is there a bit where? Has someone brought it up for you guys to do on the radio show, and you're like, we can't do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, not really. Because I try to find a way to find do a way. things. You know, yeah. like, even if it's something that's bad and you have to figure out how to tone it down. Yeah. Have you whatever. had those meetings where, like, the program director calls you in and goes, all right, you can't. You can't, do, I, you <laughs> you know, can't have a, a lottery to lose your virginity contest. Not or, really. Or not, not, yeah, not, not in a long time. Good, I, I used to push the envelope a lot more than I do now. Mm-hmm. Like now I just try to be funny. You know, but before, like when I first got into radio, I was just like, I'm just going to be as crass as possible. Yeah. You know, and uh, when I first started, like at the station I was at, I, had a, I, I did have to have a meeting because I kept calling the program director a vagina all the time. <laughs> 
And probably was like, you can't call me a vagina on the air. We don't try to say that word on the air at all. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm just joking well, around. The, you know? And like, <laughs> that's the weirdest part about radio rules that just, it, it's insane to me. Because like, you can say vagina. You can, yeah. But you can't say it too often. Exactly. Or you, you can't refer to it in a sexual you manner. You can't describe what you want to do to a vagina. To a vagina. But yes. you can call somebody a vagina. You can say pussy. Yeah. But yeah, like I can call so you like, a pussy, yeah, but I can't being say a pussy. Like, her pussy. Yeah, and you can say you're being a dick. Yeah, but you but you can't say you got a small dick. Exactly. It's it's, it's weird. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. You I, can't say you're being a man with a tiny penis. Oh no! You can say you're being a dick. You can say that. Yeah, oh, you, right. You can say but that, you but, you, but you can't. But you can't say yeah. look at his dick. Yeah. Oh. Can't say that. So you can't. Same word. Yeah. Just like what we're saying, pussy. Like you can say. You can say, like, you can call somebody that. What about if there's a guy and his son's name is Richard? And there's, like, a guy and his son's in there and his son's, like, <laughs> look at his doing dick. It, his, son is, his son is, like, juggling and he's, like, look at his dick, you know? Yeah. He's juggling. His, his, his dick is juggling. His dick is juggling. <laughs> <laughs> look at his juggling dick. His dick is dropping things. Yeah. Like, I think you can do that. I you would, can. Yeah. Okay, yeah I, if I was doing a morning show, I may bring someone in and just, that that's my reference. So just I can do that at random points. Like, <laughs> now look at what his dick is look doing. His dick is all over the studio. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, his dick just spit up. Oh, yeah. his dick is dirty. Yeah. Has, has anybody washed his dick? Yeah. I don't think so. Wash his dick every now and then. <laughs> this he, guy's dick smells. And, really and that, yeah, that's that the dick guy, is never getting any pussy stuff. if he smells like that. <laughs> no, I'm no, I meant dick as genitalia. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff where you can go like you can literally just go around it, and then yeah. you, you just sit there with the lawyer and go listen. His name is Richard. <laughs> if you ever get a complaint, yeah, his name That's is his Richard. Dick. Call him Dick. This is his dick. Yeah, it's, it works. What it's do fun. you uh, What do you like to do for fun when you? Because I feel like you're a workaholic. Yeah, I work too yeah. much. I think. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to figure out what I do for fun. Because I mean, your yeah. your schedule. I mean, how many? So when you go back to Seattle, it'll be yeah. two weeks out of the month. It's about two weeks out of the month now. And like, about like sporadically or like there'll be a two-week break where you'll go back? It's sporadic right yeah. now because I have a lot of stuff that I'm doing in L.A. So I need to be in L.A. for that. And then it's like, mm. okay, now I have uh, four or five days where I need to be in Seattle yeah. to record videos or do whatever. And I have shows in the Northwest all the time. Yeah. So I have to be up there for comedy shows or travel wherever else I'm going. You know, So it's like... Um, Are you it's, loving it's doing stand-up? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's I mean, all. That's I, you your know. first love, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, awesome. like I said, I started them both at the same time. My goal was when I got into radio to get syndicated so that I could tour, do go a stand up. So I mean, I'm kind of like doing that. Fuck yeah, good, yeah, man. Because yeah, I I guess for the stand up radio combo, you got you you look at guys like Jim Norton and yeah. Artie Lang, and, right? Uh, There's no. a way to use both. I mean, yeah, they, they're it. kind of uh, um, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, <laughs> not synergies. We're just looking there. at Adam doing <laughs> synonymous. finger motions. Synonymous. Yeah. Synonymous. Yeah. 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 You, there's a way to do it where you can yes. make both of them work. It's tough right. though sometimes. Well, I mean, I mean, and Norton has the luxury, kind of like you being syndicated, where yeah. he's on everywhere. Right. Right. So every day he's on whoever is serious yeah. can hear him. Yeah. Exactly. Are there certain cities you're getting to go to that you are just that you've never been to, or because you were doing mostly shows in Seattle when you were uh, just there, right? Yeah. And you were yeah, just kind of like West. killing the just like making Seattle, rounds Portland, of the best clubs. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Tour there, theaters, whatever. Because it's, I mean, I can just speak to this for myself, but like the moment I started like going headlining, going to other places, and it was like, oh fuck yeah! Like thank God I'm I'm funny. Yeah, you know, because to, to the first time you do like a place outside of, I don't know, your comfort zone more or less, right? Yeah, because it's the same thing like you're talking about. People go like, "Well, how do you play to an audience over here?" 
if you know you've been in wherever you're at wherever you started comedy like how how do you know how are you gonna play in indiana yeah and you mm-hmm. go and you're like i killed it it was great yeah, yeah. i think west west palm people. was the best weekend like i mean Dope. it was it was scary for me at first because it was my first time in that club the club is huge big room it's like mm-hmm. it's like 500 yeah, something dude. like that yeah you know? and uh whoever was hosting there that weekend there was all like these old people coming in and i'm like damn it because like i don't do well with like the older audiences like i know that that that's not really my strong suit but they're like the coolest old people that come to those <laughs> shows like they loved every like and then awesome. not, you know like they're like not like like the whole audience isn't old but like you I, just for me that makes me nervous when i see like sure, a lot yeah. of really old people i'm like oh, sure shit they're gonna hate you me. don't know yeah. you, you don't know if it's gonna be like sweet grandma or that guy exactly. that's like i've seen and done more shit than you'll ever and do. that's what i got that weekend yeah it was amazing. yeah that was that was a, that was probably one of the best weekends that i've had on the road so and how are you uh are, what are you san doing? antonio was dope too are you doing a lot of um like how much are you writing new stuff and what are you talking about like right now like um, just for people to, that are coming to see you i mean i i so i had to get a whole new hour like and it's not mm-hmm. you know i've heard you guys talk about like, everybody's working on a new hour now but i had yeah. to get a whole new hour because it's it was burned in the northwest because i'd basically only been able before syndication to do shows there yeah yeah and then when i was like could get out to you know come home here to just get up for like 10 minutes at the yeah. store or whatever but everybody's seen that act for like two years now yeah in in the northwest so i had to write so i wrote like a whole hour pretty quickly dope and it's still like i'm still tweaking it but of course uh, a lot of it's like personal stuff like you know stories a lot like some relationship stuff um Mm -hmm. do you like some topical stuff do you like to write out on stage a lot or you just kind of have bullet points of of stuff you want to hit and i mean i'll write everything and mm-hmm. then I'll forget most of it yeah. when I'm up there. So then it's I write guidelines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then at the same time, uh, with like, and I know, and Adam, you could probably attest to this. Uh, we've written bits on the podcast just because you're talking so yeah. much. You're creating. Yeah. You're creating so much content that I'm sure just doing morning radio, you you probably have a line about a story or a take, and you go, oh wait, oh, and then, yeah, like, and then you, you go, you write stuff down. Well, one of, like one of my favorite bits that I do right now is is the comparison between hip hop and country music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that stems from something that we talked about on the radio because uh, we read this study about country music or about music in general. The, mo- the music with the most uh, drug, alcohol, sex references, right? Number one is country music. Yeah. No way. Everybody yeah. thinks it would be hip hop, but hip hop is eighth. Because Garth Brooks. Eighth. eighth. Wow. Wait, so that th- has the most sex drugs well, cuz references every song in country is either my wife cheated yeah or so i killed her with my meth pipe yeah. exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i stabbed her with garth, a meth pipe yeah garth. coming up on 925 garth brooks is uh, uh of course everyone's favorite single she cheated on me so i killed her with my meth pipe my wife with a meth pipe slut. <laughs> about to get a meth pipe up the butt <laughs> Crack ain't the only thing going up my nose. It's gonna be the thing on your skull. <laughs> nice nose and skull. Nose and skull. Yeah, right? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, it's all going out, getting drunk, having yeah. sex. Like that's all. Like that. That's all country music is. Carrie Underwood song from years ago. She's yeah. literally property damage, destroying this guy's <laughs> truck. That was crazy. That was like the fucking angry white drunk chick anthem. Yeah, yeah. every karaoke night. But also but like, like that's moms a, and stuff for their kids are like, oh, this is so oh, fun. Carrie Underwood. That's oh. just Carrie being Carrie. Look, she's you know? just so sweet. She's so yeah. sweet. You see on, on the uh, on the Idol show, she's up there, and, and you know, good for her because yeah. a lot of girls don't have the the the, the courage to sing about she's that taking stuff. Taking the golf club and destroying. You know how many times car. I've wanted to ruin Travis's uh, truck? Because you know, I think he's cheating on me. Yeah. But he's got. Well, look, there's. A, I've been fucking this McNugget smug. 
Mark Laird, but, uh, but yeah, there is. It's because, because you get sex exactly. and a snack. And a snack after, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is though this like overtone the country music has, where it just like it's something about like a banjo or like a, a light set of strings yeah. that like makes you go, oh, you forget about the the violent it. undertone. It yeah. softens it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. rap is just, or hip hop is so hardcore that it's like it's uh, like I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah, and you're like, All yeah. right, like okay, I mean, I know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah the uh, Dixie Chicks had that song Goodbye Earl. Yeah, where they like talking about killed this dude. Yeah, it's like oh, because yeah, well, yeah, yeah it, it, Earl it, it, has to die. Yeah, it was a song about like <laughs> oh, the guy was abusing one of the girls, and yeah. then like, well, we're fucking killing him. Yeah, and, that, and that's like the most hardcore shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on both sides, like the guy's hitting her, and they're it's, killing him. It's, it's like all terrible. Yeah, like, it's all oh, around. And the, the hip hop like is catchy ass song. So it's like well, Earl I mean, has to die, John, die, 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 or whatever. What? Johnny Yeah, I will. Okay. So hip hop is number eight. Eight. Yeah, Jeez. that's what is four through seven. I know. I can't even think of like seven right. well, styles Ra- of music. Raffi did have that one song where it's like <laughs> down by the bay yeah. where the watermelons grow. Uh, I, I, uh, you should dare not go for if you do. I'll take my forty-five <laughs> and shoot it in the mouth. Yeah, if you, yeah. if you I talk, remember that one. And down by the bay. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Uh, wait. What was so? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember all. Yeah. Of so before rap music was folk music. Folk music was folk music seven. No way. Rap is eight. Folk music was seven. Like James Taylor stuff? I guess. Like Joni Mitchell, James Taylor. Yeah. You know, that was seven. And then uh, fourth on the list was electronic music. I know that. Okay. Um, And I'm trying to remember the other ones, but... uh, Maybe some... I mean, not 80s pop. Like, there's no Hall Note song. I guess Maneater. That's (laughs) like... Maneater. That's kind of... Polka? (laughs) Cannibalism song. Cannibalism? Uh, she's gone. Definitely murdered. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> murder. You just got to read into your it, kiss you know? is on my list. I mean, that's fucking just like Steve Buscemi from uh, Billy Madison. Exactly. Just crossing names. Yeah. What? Fucking Earl. Okay. Fuck Earl. But again, like what a sweet voice. That right. Nothing bad's coming from this set of that's pipes. A, that's not a murderer singing that, right? Okay. Oh no. Okay, so now here, here comes the abuse. And like it, and like the, yeah, makeup to cover bruises, and in the video, like she's like being shoved down by this guy that looks like, well, a Dateline suspect. This sounds yeah. like a road trip song in like a Britney Spears you could Lifetime see, yeah, comedy. Yeah. They're all in a car hanging out, letting yeah. the wind blow in their yeah. hair. Like, yeah, here it goes. Like, Just the chorus. Holy shit! So the friends are flying in to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! What yeah. the fuck? Here goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is. my God! Don't you feel so good? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Earl. Dude, when you put na 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 nas behind yeah. the death chorus, yeah. Oh, so yeah, they poison him. So they poison Earl. Nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. nah. <laughs> wow. And like it's so happy and so just like, hey, yeah. we, hey, we poison your husband because he beat you up and put you in the hospital. You know what? There's, there's a brilliance Fuck. behind that to there take is. something that, and you know, I guess, wow. It's like a good comic that can take like yeah. rape and make it funny. Totally. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're yeah. taking, killing abuse a dude and, and making it yeah. tap your foot to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. like I'll tell you what, that song about abusing women and kidding 
killing that I asshole. Loved it. I but see, now here's my it question: so Think good. of home. Well, do, <laughs> do people hear that and they like see? And I say this all the time: I'm not a lyric guy. Like I listen, I get into a song because I'm like, this is catchy, yeah. yeah like yeah. I love the melody, mm-hmm. and I I'm do not the same thing. I'm, my I don't, music tastes aren't that deep. Right? Yeah, so like I would never even know that that's what that song was about because I would just hear like you know yeah maybe there's some sort of condition that that's I mean, called but I where you don't actually know, listen but i just think it sounds so nice that they're like oh who cares this yeah it's just a nice anthem about domestic violence and killing a guy wow <laughs> good for them yeah dude uh it's amazing to me that you have found success in two different careers because normally it, it's it's either like a comic that tries to do radio and right, kind of yeah. half-asses it or it's a radio show host that, that, tries, goes, to that, try, that tries to do stand-up and yeah. oh oh it's terrible that's awful and that's been tough for me as a in the radio world yeah is because i think i'm a pretty good comic you know like i would never say like you oh, are made but i think i'm a pretty good comic yep. yeah i go out to mm-hmm. shows i write material yep. i work hard on yep. it you know uh but you get a lot of radio guys that want to do comedy because yeah. they think they're funny you know, yeah, maybe they're like, funny on the air. Maybe they are, yeah, but radio funny is a little different than than, than stand up. Totally, yeah. you know, and so they'll just think that they have these great personalities, and they're going to go get on stage, and they're just going to kill it, and then they're either really hacky or really bad or whatever. And a lot of times for me, that's tough because in the comedy world in general, you know, people are like, "Oh, he's just a radio dude trying to do comedy." It's like, no, I started both at the same time. Yeah, and I work probably harder on my comedy than yep. I do my radio honestly because yep. I like I write so much yep. and I work on because I want to be respected so yep. it's yeah. like I don't want to be out there and like doing really hacky material and have right. people going like ah see he's just yeah. a radio dude because you know? we all yeah we've all been in those situations where like the lo- the local radio guy tries to go up and do five minutes oh. and it's yeah. the biggest compliment that I get is when I do interview comics like mm-hmm. Adam's been on the show before I don't, have you yeah, been I, on? I, I have not been on yet but I'll, got next time you go up. Time, I yeah, will be can... up there in uh, January yeah. I'll be up in Seattle okay nice yeah. next time you gotta come in mm-hmm. but the biggest compliment I have is when comics come in and then they do an interview they might not know me they might know me but yeah. most, most time they maybe not you know and then they'll be like oh that was really refreshing because I know, because <laughs> dude, I will, I will attest that and double down on that compliment because it was like, I mean, I think the first time I met you was through stand up, and when yeah, and and I, I knew was, you, yeah. you know, from the show, and I was just like, oh shit, like I was just very impressed because I was like, you know, I think I went in with expectations of like what we just talked about, yeah. like a radio guy doing stand up, and then I was like, oh, I'm watching a comic right now. Yeah, that's thank awesome. You. I appreciate yeah, that. Dude. Yeah, and it, and it is you guys, you 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 have a conversational, also just like a, a comic, like knowing when to step in and like yes and to a bit and, yeah. and then also when to like you you were so good at, at uh um also like shifting to being like okay cool now let me get in like the plugs but let me get in a few questions about shit that you're doing and yeah. it was like mm-hmm. you've done enough research and enough to but also allowing for enough funny to happen yeah. and let that be first and that's the problem with a lot of radio guys especially morning radio guys when interviewing comics because i've actually had i mean i've been on the road before and i've had yeah. to go do an interview right and most of the time they know that I'm a radio guy yeah yeah. um, so they'll talk to me a lot about radio but still if you're trying to be funny like if you get comics in with like a lot of really normal morning radio shows they'll try to out funny you and it's like dude stop stop relax like I'm I'm trying to promote my show here uh, and I'm on your show and after I'm gone you can get back to being the star. Yeah. Right right now can I just be funny please? Yeah. Yeah. They'll they'll talk over you I'm sure you guys do way more than I am. And I'm here for 20 minutes max. Yeah. 
Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's one thing I want to mention before we wrap up, but Brad put down here, you guys share a hatred for camping, and I just want to really quickly hear both of your... All right. I did not know this about you, Brad. I hate camping. Fuck camping. I I, all right, good. All right, you yeah. not... Yeah. And look, I'm not here. I'm not the like devil's advocate being like, well, just come outside with me. Just it's just all about the people you're with. No, like, <laughs> uh, no, because I've fucking tried it. And, yeah, I've done uh, it with some of my best friends, and yeah. I hated every minute of it. Uh, my, my, my whole thing is I work really hard to make money, <laughs> And I don't want to pretend I'm poor for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. Too. I don't want to. I don't, what sleep on the ground? No. Why? I, I, no. Why? Yeah. They're, they're, because when you wake up, nature's right there. I, okay, yeah. it's right outside the hotel. Yeah. I can have a thread count. I can be at a I hotel have, across the street. Yeah, from I can have running water where I can go take a shit and not have to worry about a bear clawing me over. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that to me is the biggest. Like bathroom bear scares. Like I don't want. <laughs> Dude. I don't, I, like walking out in the middle of the night having to take a pee when you can't yeah. see by a tree where you're right. like there's all kinds of yeah. wildlife out here and then all of a sudden you like throw down your flashlight or your phone or whatever you're like oh there's a centipede on my dick yep. there's yeah. a, there, which is I think a country song that the Dixie Chicks released right after that like. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I feel like I've evolved enough as a human where I don't need to be taking a shit on the ground and then burying a hole and covering it up <laughs> dude yeah you know, like I, or, or I, having to say the sentence yeah. Do you guys bring any more TP? Yeah. Or no. yeah, it's next to the it's next to the beef jerky, but it's all gone. Yeah. The beef yeah. jerky? No, the teepee. <laughs> what? Which cooler? You use a leaf. Yeah. Match it. <laughs> wipe, wipe with the jerky. Yeah, and then somebody gets frustrated that there's even a conversation about it because they're like, dude, this is what I'm talking about. This is why you just gotta fucking open up your heart and your mind and go. Look, nature. Let nature tell you what to do, and you're like, yeah. those sentences don't make fucking sense, Travis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you want yeah you you, you want to know what you never hear at the Hilton Garden Inn? Oh, uh, the bear ate all our food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or we can't get you that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or we're or, out of. Or you call down, we're out of toilet. We're like, use a leaf. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you read the out pamphlet. This is Hilton Garden and leaf shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or also like if you go camping with a girlfriend. Oh. Uh, I mean, it can be fun if you enjoy being with your girlfriend. Yes. What I'm saying is like trying to have sex or something camping. I hear people that love camping going like it's amazing because you're out in nature and it's like yeah. that is sweaty, gross, hot, yeah. smelly, and by the way, disgusting. On, you're having sex on the ground. Yeah, no. not on a mattress that uh -uh. gives you a little pushback. Yeah, yeah, a little help. It hurts. Yeah, yeah. It hurts. Your knees hurt. <laughs> uh, speaking of hurting, and as we wrap up, I will be playing at the end of this episode your rap song that you came oh, out you. with. Yeah. Uh, give us a quick, just like, uh, well, the course again is treat the pussy like a rental car. Yes. <laughs> I'm, waiting for, I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, where did that come from? Where did you record it? And we'll play it at the end of the episode. Okay. Well, it came from that bit I was just talking yes. about where yeah. I talk about country music and rap music and all the, the, the references and stuff. But then I go in to talk more about hip hop and, and rap music in that bit. And then I get, to the, I get to the point where I'm just like, you know, now rap music is all just about how can you disrespect the pussy the most? Like you, every song is like, I'm going to beat it up. I'm going to smash it. I'm going yeah, to kill it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Crush it. I'm yeah. going to kill Earl. Then I'm going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put some dynamite in there. And <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Who said that? Excavate that pussy. I, I, was that fucking yeah. Wiley Coyote? I think it was Migos. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Spelunk yeah. that pussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Top 10 hit. Yeah, Top 10 yeah. hit. Spelunk that pussy. <laughs> Throw some bug bombs in it. Yeah, and yeah. Fumigate <laughs> your pussy. Like, it's just, there's so many. That one got Brad. Fumigate your pussy. There's so many different descriptors. Yeah. Like, how are you going to destroy pussy? So I was like, I was actually in a rental car uh, on the road and I was driving and I spilled like my Red Bull on the seat and I was yeah. like, ah, fuck, it's yeah. a rental car. And then I was, because I was listening to rap at the time too. I think I was listening to like that song Fight Night. Yeah. I'm going to beat the pussy up like Fight <laughs> Night. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder, 
that'd be funny if I was to like just say that I treat the pussy like a rental car because yeah. you destroy the rental car yeah, yeah. shit yeah. as long as you got that insurance you're good exactly uh, it's hilarious and incredibly well produced oh thanks that's yeah. like the biggest thing with comedy music songs it's like ha- does it sound like a real song great good. then I'm yeah. in yeah. Yeah. Um, how does your uh, your lady like when she hears you do that does she go oh, what's um is this something you've been thinking about? Is she knows? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, is that what the Red Bull was for last night? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, this uh, this hour and change flew by way too fast. Yeah, you have to come back on. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, dude. The best. Yes. Finally got it done. We've been trying to. Look I know, dude. Ever. But you know, man, it's and, and I always like sometimes I hate when when schedules get a little too crossed. But it's always like we even said last time we were gonna have to rush it, and it's yeah. like I like uh, not doing that. It's like yeah. Take yeah. a time. So and uh, so look you up. Uh, you're on Twitter at at Jubalflag J U B A L F L A T G on everything. And uh, yeah, and if hopefully you're in a market where your show is. Yeah. If not, you, they could probably listen on the radio, right? Yeah, listen on the radio online. Online, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then do you guys it, podcast it. We do, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's brickandjubilradio.com is the radio show website. My there own website, is. if I can give that out. Yes. It's yeah. teamjubil.com. That's where you can see all the radio markets. And, and all your tour dates and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I was like, nah, dude, that's that's the one thing we don't do here. Yeah, so like, don't plug, plug, yeah. Sorry, don't plug don't your website. Plug By the way, last night at the store, I met a dude in a tank top and I was giving him shit. He looked like the guy, the character that Jennifer Aniston ended up uh, fucking in Wonderlust. Remember yeah, uh, her, Justin Throw, her now husband. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ponytail, goatee, looked exactly like him. I'm talking about his tank top, and I go, "How many tank tops do you have?" And he goes, "All of them." And I go, "Dude, what a!" <laughs> I go, "Dude, what a great answer." Yeah. I go, "So basically, you see a tank top somewhere and go, that'll be in my closet yeah. soon." <laughs> I go, "If you see a tank, assume I own it." Yeah. And he goes, "Pretty much." And then I and a little bit more, I go, "What do you do for work?" He goes, "Wood sculpt." And I go, "Of course, of course you do. he does." Yeah. And then I go, "Where are you from?" And he goes, "North Carolina." I go, "Hell, I go first impressions, LA." He goes, "It's dirty." And then everyone goes, "Boo!" And I look at him, I go, "Dude, we will collectively pull together bus." money to send you the fuck out of here tonight if you don't change your attitude <laughs> and then he goes wood sculpting i go well cool i go what's your website i'll give you a little plug he goes nah man i go no nah, man no. i go i go you're the most combative wood sculptor i've right. ever met and then he goes nah he goes business is, is too he goes business is fine i don't need any extra plugs oh shit. and i go dude and then i just pause and i go fuck you man <laughs> i didn't know what to say and it got such a big laugh and then i just like and then i was like you're you're like you like the fat kid in the tricks commercials. It's like, sorry, rabbit, tricks are for kids. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah. sorry, Jew, wood sculpting websites are for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't get to know about what this. do you like? Who? Like, and then I go, I had to hold back Pepsi from being. Pepsi like, advertises. <laughs> I go, I find it hard to believe that big, wood sculpting right? is so profitable right now yeah. that you're like too much advert. Like yeah. what? Uh, how do you get that cocky as a wood sculptor, dude? I, I don't want anyone to know me too much. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you respect the mojo of an odd profession like that, yeah. but I was just like, nah, dude. I, yeah. I was, you know, I loved you for the tank top life, and now I hate you for the wood sculpting yeah. ego. So, yeah. so what you're saying is, if uh, go, uh, go find a wood sculpture and just burn it. That's what we're trying to say, and hopefully, and hopefully, it's one of his. If it, it, if it's not, well, that's some collateral damage we're willing to take. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, and go Hawks, by the way. Yeah, go Hawks. Uh, and go Broncos. Brad, we got room for you on the bandwagon. I've told uh, you. Yeah, go Broncos. Yeah. There's a big bandwagon for this. There Broncos. is. This year's we're we're bound. We're at, we're Super Bowl bound. Yeah, we got Broncos. Yeah. We got Broncos. we just signed a Brock Osweiler uh, oh, back. Nice. That's good. Back. We got him back from the Browns. Oh, that'll boy. be good. That'll be good for <laughs> fruitful. Yeah, that'll be that'll be everyone's talking about the Oz, the year of the Oz, aren't they? <laughs> I'm a dwarf that's like part munchkin. I have to support Oz. <laughs> no choice. Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> so
Online Podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.